Greetings uh, to all our UECP members and guests. Welcome again to our English service. So uh, last week, Pastor Brian uh, talked about how uh, God can break hardened uh, hearts. You know, and really God can do anything because God is all-powerful. Today, we're going to look at uh, Exodus uh, 11, a few verses, and also go through the book of uh, Exodus in chapter 12, where we will see by God's grace that we are saved. By God's grace, we are saved. So what is the problem in today's passage? What is the problem in Exodus uh, chapter 11 and 12? You see, the problem that Moses and the Israelites had is still the same problem that you and I face today. And it is called death. Death. You see, let's be honest. Nobody wants to die. Everybody wants to live a long life. Everybody wants to spend more time with their families. So we have a problem and it's called death. So let's read in Exodus 11 verse uh, 4 to 5. Okay, it says, So Moses said, Thus says the Lord, About midnight I will go out in the midst of Egypt, and every firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die. Every firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die. Then from the firstborn of Pharaoh, who sits on his throne, even to the firstborn of the slave girl who is behind the handmill, and all the firstborn of the cattle. This is the last plague. You know, there were 10 plagues and this was the last plague. Now, who was to die according you know, uh, to God? Who was to die? All the firstborn. Lahat ng firstborn. So, are you a firstborn? You know, uh, in, if you were in that time, I am sure nobody would like to be a firstborn. But all families have a firstborn. Lahat ng families have a firstborn. But in reality, we know whether you are the firstborn, secondborn, or thirdborn, all of us will still die. Why do you think even if this was the 10th plague that they have seen, they still did not believe in God? The Egyptians, they have seen 10 plagues already. This is the 10th plague that God was going to do. And yet, they still did not believe. Why? It is because of their stubbornness. Their stubbornness. Stubbornness comes from our disobedience. We are stubborn because we have a lack of trust in other people. We only trust ourselves. We don't trust God and His Word. Stubbornness comes from a thinking wherein you trust yourself and you look at yourself too highly that you don't trust in God. And this is called pride. Pride. So stubbornness actually is a matter of our heart. We are stubborn because we aren't surrendered. We are not surrendered. We don't want to surrender our life to Jesus Christ. So in life, the more we disobey God, the more our heart hardens. The more we disobey God, the more our heart hardens. You see, the first time you disobey God, 
it is actually the hardest. But as you disobey God more and more, it becomes easier and easier to disobey Him because our heart has hardened and we become numb to sin. In Exodus chapter 12, verse 12, it says, For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and on all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. So what is the problem? Death is the problem. If God were to tell you today, I have a solution for COVID-19, what will you do? If God was to tell you today, I have a solution for COVID-19, you will get well, what will you do? I believe some will obey, but some will choose not to obey. Why? Because we are a stubborn generation. So God tells, un, tells us in Exodus, I have a solution to save you from certain death. And many of us think that death is far from our doorstep until it comes knocking. So what is the solution? Let's look in Exodus 12, verse 21. It says, Then Moses called all the elders of Israel and said to them, Go and select lambs for yourselves according to your clans and kill the Passover lamb. That was the solution of God, to kill the Passover lamb. But what do you mean the Passover lamb? What's in a lamb? Now, how can a lamb save us? But many of us are thinking, how can a lamb save us? Well, um, this verse tells us in Isaiah 55, verse 8 to 9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. One thing we must learn about God is His ways are higher than our ways. It may sound out of this world, but His way will always be the best way. So if God says, kill the Passover lamb, obey. Obedience is the key. Obedience is the key. So the question actually should be, what kind of lamb shall we kill? That should have been the question. What kind of lamb should we kill? And in Exodus 12, verse 5, God says, Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male, a year old. So God was saying, get a lamb, but not just any kind of lamb. But that lamb must be without blemish. It must be perfect. A lot of times, we want to give the leftovers. We only give yung mga ayaw natin, the things that we don't like. But God tells us that we must give the best of the best. Oftentimes, what we offer God are the leftovers, the tira-tira. But God wants you to offer the best of the best. Are you offering God the best of the best? Or are you offering God just the leftovers in your life? In Exodus 12, verse 22, God says, Take a bunch of hisop. Okay, a hisop 
is a kind of plant you know, in, uh, in their time. And he said, dip, dip this kind of plant, use it as a paintbrush, dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and touch the lintel. The lintel is the upper part of the doorpost. Okay? So God was saying, get that uh, kind of plant, dip it in the blood, paint the upper part of the doorpost, and paint the two sides with the blood of the Passover lamb. This is the Passover. When God sees the blood of the lamb on your doorpost, he will pass over you and save you from certain death. This is the Passover. So some of us might be thinking, this was the plan of God to save, uh, to save the uh, Israelites? Yes, that is the plan of God. And all of us, we just need to trust in God. We have to trust in His, uh, in His ways and stop being so stubborn in life. So what is the Passover today? What is the Passover today? In, um, okay, oh, I didn't finish the verse, okay? So with the blood that is in the basin, none of you shall go out of the door of his house until the morning, for the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians. And we, when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not allow the destroyer to enter your houses to strike you. So what is the Passover today? It says in Exodus 12 verse 14, This day shall be for you a memorial day. In verse 24, You shall observe this rite as a statute for you and for your sons forever. You see, the Passover is the most celebrated Jewish holiday of the year. It is a celebration about their freedom from slavery in Egypt. It is their Independence Day. It is the day that they were freed. So it is celebrated up to today. The Passover today is equivalent to our Holy Week. Yes, the Passover today for the Jews is equivalent to our Holy Week today. So let's look at the similarities of the Passover and the Holy Week. Okay, You see, in the Passover, it's about the Passover lamb. In the Holy Week, it's about the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. Passover is about the Lamb that must be unblemished. It must be perfect. It must be the best of the best. In Holy Week, it's about Jesus Christ, the perfect sacrifice. In the Passover, God saved His people with the blood of the Lamb. In Holy Week, God saved us by the cross where Jesus died for us. The Passover and Holy Week are similar because it's about God saving His people with the blood of the Lamb. And this we all call grace. It is by the grace of God. So what is grace? It is something given to us which we don't deserve. We have heard this many times. Grace is something given to us which we don't deserve. So God showed grace to the Israelites. The Passover lamb was grace. Grace 
doesn't look at our status, whether you're rich or poor. Grace doesn't look at our intellect, kung smart ka or not smart. Grace doesn't play favorites. Grace is offered to all. We don't deserve grace, but it's still offered to all of us. That is grace. So in the time of Moses, the question was, do you have the blood on your doorpost? Do you have the blood on your doorpost? That was the question. If you had the blood of the lamb on your doorpost, then you are saved. That is God's grace. Now to understand how this is applicable to us, we need to connect it to the New Testament. Okay, We have to connect it to the New Testament. So in John 1, verse 29, it says, The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And in verse 36, he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. You see, in the Old Testament, God saved the Israelites with the Passover lamb. But to understand this, we connect it to the New Testament. God saves us today with the precious blood of the lamb, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus is the lamb of God. Only by God's grace, we are saved today. Nothing we have done or ever will do can save us, but only by God's grace, we are saved. You see, grace is not cheap. Grace is expensive. Actually, it's priceless. Why? Because Jesus died for you and me. Now, what is biblical grace? Okay, Biblical grace, it is when God chooses to offer us salvation despite our rebellious nature and disobedience. Again, it is when God chooses to offer us salvation despite our rebellious nature and disobedience. Biblical grace is also God withholding His wrath and offering a path to heaven if we follow Him. You see, God with, withholds His wrath and gives us chance upon chance to accept Him, to accept His Son, Jesus Christ, as our personal Lord and Savior. God's grace, my friends, is the Passover lamb. God's grace is the cross. Now, how is this possible? What did Jesus do for us? What did Jesus do for us? It is said in 1 Corinthians 5-7, for Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Jesus is the Passover lamb. He was the perfect sacrifice so that we can be saved today. The Passover lamb means we are covered by the precious blood of Jesus today. It means we are covered by the precious blood of Jesus today. You see, when God sees us, okay, when God sees us, He doesn't see our sins anymore, but He sees that we are covered by the blood of the precious lamb, Jesus Christ and the angel of death will pass over us. The question each one of us has to answer today is, are you covered by the precious blood of Jesus? Are you covered by the precious blood of Jesus Christ? 
If not, you have a problem. Because the Bible says, we are all sinners and the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. So that is a big problem. We are so stubborn that we never take Jesus seriously until it's too late. Do you have Jesus in your life? Do you want to be stubborn like Pharaoh? Do you want to be stubborn like the Egyptians? In Exodus 12, verse 29, it says, At midnight, the Lord struck down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. From the firstborn of Pharaoh, who sat on his throne, to the firstborn of the captive who was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of the livestock. You see, death had struck all the firstborn of the Egyptians. Pharaoh did not believe that it could happen. Sometimes, that is what we think. It's not going to happen to us. We're not going to get COVID. We're not going to die young. Our children will not die in their young age. I'm safe. I have a good job. I'm a Christian. I go to church. I do good. Nothing wrong is going to happen to us. But I tell you, death comes like a thief in the night. We never know when our time is up. No one is exempted from death. In this verse, verse 29, it shows us no one is exempted. Whether you are rich, whether you are the firstborn of Pharaoh, or you are the firstborn of a slave, if it is your time, then it is your time. And in verse 30, it says, And Pharaoh rose up in the night, he and all his servants and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where someone was not dead. All Pharaoh had to do was to obey. But, you know, he didn't. And because of that, his firstborn died. You see, sin has its consequences. Sin has its consequences. All Pharaoh had to do was to obey. But yet, he did not. And in the end, he lost his first son. And the regret is always at the end. Then he summoned Moses and Aaron by night and said, Up, go up, go out from among my people, both you and the people of Israel, and go serve the Lord as you have said. So Pharaoh said, All of you, go. Okay? Go serve the Lord. In the end, Pharaoh did let the people go, but it was too late. The price he paid was high. He lost his firstborn son. My point today is, what price are you willing to pay before you take God seriously in your life? What price are you willing to pay before you take God seriously? In your life. Let me be clear today that God wants to save you and He loves you so much 
that he sent his one and only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to be the Passover lamb, to be the ultimate sacrifice by dying on the cross for all our sins. So what are we waiting for? I'd like to um, share a story. Once there was a king, no, he was a good king. He was loved by his people. He ruled with uh, justice and mercy. So one day there was news that in the marketplace, there was a person who was stealing, committing a crime. So he was very angry. No, and he said, he made a decree, whoever is caught stealing the next time, he, will be, he or she will be whipped at the center court so that everyone could see. So after a few days, the same person was caught stealing again. So the king said, bring the person to the center court and let us whip him to show justice. So, to the king's surprise, when they were at the center court, the king saw that the one stealing was his mother. So the king was surprised and everyone who was there at the center court was also surprised. They were thinking, the king will surely excuse his, his mom. The king will surely lessen the punishment. The king will surely let go of his mom. But the king was also thinking, if I don't push through, people will not believe me anymore. So the king told the executioner, the one with the whip, Sige, go on. And as the, as the executioner was about to whip the mom in the center court, the king stood up, took off his clothes, upper clothes, took off his uh, crown, went to his mother, embraced his mother, and the king told his mom, I love you, mom. Let me do this for you. And the king told the executioner, hit me. Hit me. Hit me. Hit me. Why would the king do that? Number one, justice must be served. Number two, the king loved his mom. If he had allowed his mom to be whipped, surely she will die. This is the story of the cross where our Passover lamb, Jesus Christ, had been crucified for our sake. This is what God did for us 2,000 years ago. We all deserve death, but by God's grace, we are saved as Jesus died on the cross for us instead. In John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. This is the promise of God. So I ask us today, listening in our screens at home or wherever, do you believe in Jesus, the Lamb of God? 
Do you want to accept Jesus into your life today as your personal Lord and Savior? Stop running away from Him. Stop rejecting Jesus, but surrender your life to Him. Surrender your life to Jesus Christ. If this is the desire of your heart, that you want to accept Jesus, please uh, repeat with me uh, this prayer. Dear Jesus, Lamb of God, I am a sinner and I know I deserve to go to hell. I believe in Jesus Christ that He died on the cross for my sins and after three days, he rose again from the dead. I do now receive him as my personal Lord and Savior. Help me, O Lord, to live a life pleasing to you. Please save me in Jesus' name. Amen. By God's grace, we are saved by the precious blood of the Lamb. By God's grace, we are saved by the precious blood of the Lamb. I hope we get a grasp of the message today that God offers His grace to everyone because for Him, because for God, no one is too bad that He cannot forgive and no one is too lost that he cannot reach. This is so true. You know? So don't give up. You might be saying, Pastor, I'm too bad. I have sinned and I am sinning. I am a sinner. But I tell you, no one is too bad that God cannot forgive. No one is too lost that God cannot reach. Give your life to Jesus. Because God's ways are higher than our ways. And this is because of His great love that no matter how stubborn we are, He still offers grace to us. Not because we deserve it. Not because we earned it. But just because. And that is God's grace. So what's the message today? Only by God's grace we are saved. So knowing this, how should we live our life today? Now, how should we live our life today? So three things um, I hope that we could do. Number one, rethink about your life today. Rethink, evaluate. Are we living a life that is pleasing to God? Honestly, take a look at how you live your life. Is it pleasing to the Lord? Rethink about it. Second, reprioritize your agendas in life. What is your first priority in life? Is it work? Is it family? Is it fame? Whatever that is, reprioritize it. Put God first. Okay? Put God first, number one. Then your family. Then your work then your ministry. It's time to reprioritize. Put God first. Okay? And third, recalibrate your inner compass. Find your purpose in life. 
find it, and develop a deeper sense of who you are. Don't go through life um, by following what people think of you. But go through life knowing who you are. Be secure in Jesus. Be secure in who you are. And live your life according to the plan of God. I'd like to end with a quote from uh, A.W. Tozer. He said, it, If God gives you a few more years, remember, it is not yours. Your time must honor God. Your home must honor God. Your activity must honor God. And everything you do must honor God. God bless all of you, and I hope uh, to see you next week.